this I'm on this podcast because it's real talk and that's that's what I want to be on social media you know I don't want like ass and titties everywhere do you have your gold medal I didn't actually deserve a gold medal it is crazy because you're downplaying it at this point in time I will be It's real talk, real people, without the BS, and it's no surprise this woman has been good enough to join me. Kia ora, hello, Sheree Kaka. Kia ora, how are you? I'm good, and gosh, that gold medal suits you. Oh, how pretty, hey. Off the black too, it's just like shining even more. Uh, it's actually blinding me in this Zoom call. <laughs> it's either that or my forehead that's doing that to you. <laughs> Hey, before we get started, I, uh, I think I've already got the answer to my question, but we have to make sure everyone's going to be real. No, no fakeness on here. Can you abide by those rules? I can abide by those rules for sure. And before I introduce everybody, I think they can already gather that you're a gold medalist, but I like to start things off with one word to describe yourself, Sheree. Um, I'm going to go for the classic fun. Just, yeah. Yeah, just classic. That's a hard one, actually, trying to figure out one word. <laughs> and why do you think you're fun? <laughs> uh, um, I love to mock myself. I love to mock others. Um, I love dancing, singing, all that sort of stuff. And I'm not afraid to do any of it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, 100% back that. I'm already laughing. and uh, I've only met you once, so you are. You're definitely fun. <laughs> uh, I like to pick a word for the athletes and sports people I interview as well. And for me, I kept thinking oh, she's just really inspirational, but like, I don't want to keep using that word. So I, um, I tried to look at your native tongue um, and I came up with haringa, haringa. And I hope I'm saying that properly, but yeah, it means yeah. perseverance, energy, determination, inspiration, and vitality. And I thought, you know what? I reckon Sheree ticks all of those boxes. So well done, my friend. You actually taught me that word. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that here. Haringa, it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it is a beautiful word and um, yeah, super, super cool. So with that being said, let's get into it. I want to give you a really, really cool introduction and it only needs three words. Olympic gold <laughs> medalist. <Woo>! Yeah. <laughs> and I can probably add on the back of that rugby sevens. <laughs> Just somewhere over there. It doesn't have to be in it. <laughs> Oh, it must just be such a cool feeling. Has it sunk in yet? Oh, to be honest, like, so in sevens, like, there's obviously people on the bench and people that are on the field. So when the whistle blew after we won, I was a little bit gutted because I didn't actually get on in the final. So I felt like I didn't actually deserve a gold medal as much as the people that had been running on the field and stuff like that. So it's been like a roller coaster of emotions of, oh my God, I'm a bloody gold medalist to, oh, but you didn't do as much as others. So it's been like, I know, it's been so crazy and I'm so lucky to have like friends in the sevens team and uh, my husband who have like slapped me around the head and just been like, what are you thinking? Like, this is yours, like this is your moment. Like don't, you're gonna regret it if you don't celebrate it. So, um, yeah, first was a little bit gutted and now I'm just like, man, I'm a gold medalist. I get to wear this around my neck. Like all of those sacrifices that I made, this is my moment too. So yeah, it's been, oh, yeah. It's been a um, weird but very cool experience. Oh, wow. And that is the mind of an athlete because I think everybody else could agree we watched 
you, we watch the team, you're part of that team. We can't even make the Olympics. Gosh, like, you know, we <laughs> just get to admire and sit back and smile and you're putting smiles on people's faces. But I don't think it would have helped being in quarantine because there's a lot of time to think about yeah. stuff. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing that, because it's just, you're by yourself. But to be honest, I actually quite liked quarantine because I'd been for the, with the girls for a month and a half and I was like, I need my own space. <laughs> I'm so used to just like, so I live out on a farm here, so I'm just used to being by myself with the dogs and cows. So having to speak to people for like a month and a half straight, I was like, okay, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. uh, where is your farm, by the way? I should let everybody know. Um, just in Tauranga, New Zealand. Yeah, I wouldn't really call it a farm though, because like my cows will never die. I'm not killing them. <laughs> like all the animals that come here, they just live here and get free, like free rent. So <laughs> <laughs> prosperous life. You know what? That's yeah. a hobby farm, so that's still a thing. Um, that's a good way to. I'm gonna call it that now. Yeah, yeah. It looks great on your Instagram. I think. Gosh, at least you feel like you've got some sort of freedom right now in a world where it's it's pretty chaotic. Uh I want to know your story because for our listeners, you said that you didn't play the final, but it's been such a road to even make it to Tokyo. When I watched a video that rugby had uploaded of you being able to tell your husband, and was it your dog kids that you were also saying? (laughs) It brought a frog to my throat and it takes a bit for me to cry, but wow. Your road to Tokyo, please tell us. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so I've been playing in the um, New Zealand Sevens team for maybe like seven, eight years now. Um, through that, I've had two ACL surgeries, um, one shoulder reconstruction, and there I was out for a year for almost all of them. Um, I've lost my contract twice. One for just not being good enough, and the other was just because I was I was a sookie. I didn't make the Olympics um, for Rio, so I took off to Japan with my husband. Um, and then tried to make a comeback. They didn't have any spots for me, so um, I just kept grinding and kept trying to trying to make the team um, living apart from my husband. So I was away from him for five months, trying to trying to get a dream that um, I actually got, but some don't. So yeah, I've wanted to quit many times. Um, after the second ACR, I was like, all right, I'm having kids, you know, I'm done. I'm going to retire. Like my husband makes enough money. I don't need to do anything, that sort of thing. Um, but I was very lucky to have people around me to help make the decision, decision like, oh, you're, you're going to regret this if you don't go for it again. Um, so yeah, now I'm here, the gold medal around my neck. So yeah, pretty crazy story. It is crazy because you're downplaying it as well. Like you're just sort of, oh yeah, you know, I had a couple of ACLs and a shoulder and yeah, nearly three years and a couple of contracts ripped up. For any athlete to even get past one contract being ripped up and one ACL is a feat in itself. And you're so young, so you're 26 now, but you actually went to Rio and as a reserve. So gosh, the mind games would have been hard. The, the mental strength to try and be up and your husband Gillies was also competing and he was playing for New Zealand so how tough was that oh it was so tough because I was so young and I hadn't done any mind work like about meditating or you know um sitting with yourself and figuring out your feelings and values and stuff so when I was in Rio with him 
I was a sack of shit. Oh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so sorry. You're being real. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I was just a sad sack. Like, um, I was putting on a brave face, like pretending that I was okay, and then using Gillies, my husband, to bring me back to earth. So, a lot of the times when he could have been out doing fun stuff with his teammates, he was actually looking after me. So his experience, yeah, his experience of the Olympics, I wouldn't say was ruined because of me, but there were parts of his trip that he sh- didn't get to enjoy because of me. Um, so yeah, the, these Olympics, I wanted to do everything I could and enjoy everything that I could for him. Um, so yeah, that was it was really, really tough. It's very selfless of you to realize that you uh, didn't ruin his trip, but you could see that you affected his trip and then also I find it a little bit it's not funny but isn't it weird how it's an Olympics where you can't really enjoy yourself and go crazy and do whatever you want because <laughs> there's COVID <laughs> that's karma actually now that I look at it <laughs> all right universe one to you one nil to you <laughs> now clear out and make everything good for yeah. 2024. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I um I do have you on here for one specific reason that I want to get into just after I congratulate you on something else. In the gold medal match against France, you win 26-12. And there's a post-match um, interview. Well, it was more of a speech, a thank you speech. And I could not get over how respectful the New Zealand Rugby Sevens team was because first I saw Ruby Tui talk in her native tongue to a BBC reporter and then um, translate to English. Then I see you thank everybody home uh, in New Zealand and around the world. And you then you talk to your brothers and sisters in Japanese. <laughs> what? How? Where does that? Res- it was it was so beautiful and respectful. And I thought everyone needs to take a page out of Sheree's book. <laughs> oh, I, I, Japan is my second home. Um, so my husband's been living there since the last Olympics. Um, and they're just such kind people. So respectful, so loving. I, um, when I played over in Japan for, I think it was like four months, and I had to see a physio, he couldn't speak English. So he got his 60-year-old nana, who lived an hour away, to travel and come and speak to me in English. Yeah, so just like small things like that. I was like, if I had have known, I would have used Google Translate, you know? There was no need for that. But that's the extent they go to just to make you feel like looked after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was actually two years ago when I wrote in my notebook. Um, I said, Olympic gold medalist, um, safe speech in Japanese, um, and score, score a try at the Olympics. I didn't get the last one, but <laughs> I look back now. And I got those first two. So I was like, I'm not the captain. I probably won't have a chance to say a speech or anything. So when the microphone came to me, I was like, oh, this is my moment. I have to thank Japan. Like, I have to do it. Yeah. And knowing yeah. knowing the, the Japanese language and having confidence to do that was, I think, very admired. Um, I certainly was like take a bow that's beautiful and it also encouraged me to when i was speaking to you go okay well how can i respect you and um you know know something at least in your native tongue so it has a has an effect so well done (laughs) 
Oh, thank you. And like I said, hitting her, that's such a beautiful word. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna take that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's about you. Describe yeah, you. So. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right, let's move to what I did ask you to come on here for, and it was a really interesting hit home. It was a post on your Instagram after when you had probably lots of time to think, but I'd like you to read mm. it out and it sort of revolves around women in sport and life after sport and having babies. So go for it. All right. As a female athlete, I now have to decide whether I want to continue being an athlete or start a family. As a female athlete, I'm now choosing to check my eggs to see if I can do what's natural for all women. As a female athlete, I had to have an honest conversation with myself. If I try for a baby now, is one and a half years long enough to make a comeback? With Gillies living in Japan, who will look after baby if I try to play again? Will I regret my decision if I choose to start a family instead of continuing rugby? As a female athlete, I have to tell my husband to wait three years for the next Olympics to try for babies. Now, some people may read this as complaining, but this is just my reality. I'm thankful that there were people before me who helped shape what women's rugby, or what women in rugby, on their journey to motherhood. And people like the NZRPA who try their best to make the decision easier. I know people before me who didn't have this, and athletes from other codes still probably don't have that support system either. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, being an athlete, female, male, whatever gender you identify with, can sometimes make you look deep down and figure out what the fuck it is that you really want. This is one of those moments for me. Blessed to be able to make these decisions, blessed to have a supportive hubby, and freaking excited to see what the future holds. For now though, it's time to get out of quarantine so I can stop trying to be the queen of Insta and TikTok. (laughs) The last bit was great as well. Yeah. I am absolutely enjoying those TikToks. Keep them coming. Uh, Make sure that for our audience, get on there, Sheree Kaka, which is great value. Uh, But let's talk about that more serious side. Have you had more time to think? And um, why do you think it's such a a relevant topic to discuss at the moment? Um, To be honest, lots of the posts I do are just from what I'm feeling, I just put it out there um, and I didn't actually know how much of an impact it had on a lot of women, like even women just like in business, you know, it doesn't have to be athletes um, reaching out saying, yeah, man, I've had to make this decision too. Um, and I know men, they're probably like kicking up a stick because they have to, you know, they don't go through this stuff so they don't understand it. But I, I want them to understand, like if they are, um, you know, the head of NZIU and it's a male and he doesn't have this reality, I want them to know that so they can actually make it easier for their players or for their, um, for their workers. So I guess for me, like it was, I was sitting there like, this is actually the end of the Olympics. I had told Gillies before I came back, once we get a gold medal, I'm done. And I, I want to try to, you know, conceive but conceive is that the word you can tell I'm yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're ready yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really so um having to actually sit down with her and be like oh actually I don't think I'm ready I want to be the player that's you know coming off the bench and actually getting some game time um so that's probably what what made me think about it was well are you have you actually done everything that you've wanted to in this black jersey um have you have you done yourself proud and um, reached all the potential that you can you can be? So, 
um, at this point in time, I will be trying to make this Paris 2024 and stay with NZAU for another three years. But um, if it changes, it changes and yeah, and it changes every day. So <laughs> who knows what's going to happen really. Yeah. How was it having that conversation and being comfortable enough to have that conversation with Gillies? I am so, so lucky to have a supportive husband like him. He he always, I say something and he's like, okay, fine, let's do it. Like, he doesn't even need to know the details, you know, he just jumps straight in. And then when the tables are turned, I'm like, no, I need to know every single answer. <laughs> to the- <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so I, yeah, so, so lucky. My, um, my mum, I've got like six nieces and nephews about to be eight because my sisters are pregnant now. And so they're all just waiting for me like, now is it time is it time now I'm like but I've got another puppy coming maybe (laughs) yeah so at least by the time I have babies I'll have lots of babysitters for them so absolutely yeah it's yeah it's um it's such a good topic and I think um how you worded it was really good too because uh I don't know if you agree with me but sometimes it feels like women are becoming more dominant in terms of having a voice, which is really healthy because it opens males up to uh, how a female is feeling and um, the demands mm-hmm. of what, what women need. But also it seems to me in that post that you didn't want to sound like you were complaining and you stated that because there's a fine line between sounding like a whinger and sounding like someone who just wants a voice. Mm. Yeah. That, that's the hard thing of social media is it's, it's not coming from your mouth. So People can take it however they want to, um, but yeah, for me, I'm just like like this. I'm on this podcast because it's real talk, and that's that's what I want to be on social media. You know, I don't want like ass and titties everywhere, and like for people to think that's the normal. I'm like, no, real feelings, genuine feelings, genuine problems that everyone is is facing. Like that's what I want to see more of. So um, yeah, I, I just really love even people coming from netball, swimming rowing like shooting all of these different athletes and they're all having the same issues i'm like okay cool how can we band together and you know try to make a difference and for the next athletes or businesswoman coming through making it easier for their future yeah Uh, yes i don't don't know what it's like for you and your job too if that if that's in things that you guys have to think about as well Oh, yeah. I think, you know what, I think it's probably for almost every female in every workplace, you're very careful of Mm -hmm. timing. Timing is everything. Um, Yeah, I'm nearly 30. And I go, oh, God, babies are not in my not in my like picture yet because there's so much I've got to do. Mm. But then you go, well, you can't be 40 and popping out babies. Or can you like what, what do you do? I noticed on your post there were a lot of female athletes and females, like you mentioned, who who took a lot of comfort to that post, um, myself included. And I guess the question is, what what is the resolution? Like, how could it be more comforting and um, and better for the female athlete to continue to play sport mm. whilst having a baby? I don't know. I definitely don't have the answer. Not at all. But in rugby, we are so lucky because we get supported for a full year um, if we choose to have a baby, which is, yeah, so we get um, support, monetary support, as well as um, we've got a um, psychologist, we've got a personal development manager who helps in your off-field stuff as well. So I think we're actually really lucky in rugby. Um, And that was because there was 
Kayla McAllister, um, Lyric Faliafanga, who had babies or got pregnant and then came back and was like, well, where's our support? Like, how are you guys going to help us? So it was actually because of that, uh, them that, you know, conversation started happening. Um, but that, that's the resolution, I guess, is just getting the conversation started. And, you know, hopefully hopefully that one big business dog will, will pick up that, that conversation and, and be like, okay, now now what do we do? Yeah. Having yeah. more more women um, from the top, you mentioned, like, you know, if there is somebody in charge at uh, New Zealand rugby and they happen to be a male, it's always healthy to have females at the top too so you get that balanced opinion. I mean, 50% of the population, if not a little more, are females. So it's going to affect yeah. you. But it's a, a really good, um, <clears throat> I guess, question in that is women supporting women. And um, I think we're getting better at it. But gosh, there is um, there are many times where a woman sees it as an opportunity for herself and, and rather than sticking together, will tear the other woman down. Mm. That's so because so um before I came back so I only been contracted for a year and a half now and I would not like on Instagram not follow any of the other countries like I didn't want to see what they were doing like I didn't want to have anything to do with them and now I'm like as soon as I see a rugby player I'm like follow 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 like you know <laughs> like hi like I know we're gonna play you but I think you're doing so amazing in this space you know so oh. like it was I had to do all this work on myself to be like yeah, we're going to play them, but like, it's more than that. Like we need to grow women's rugby together. And if they're doing a good job, like I want to see them do well. And I, I, I obviously want to win gold, but like, <laughs> I still want to see them um, being like just amazing people off the field too. And that's how I knew I'd grown a bit. Cause I wanted to see every other country grow too. Yeah, it's, it's such but, a fascinating topic. I noticed that your uh, one of your heroes is Honey Hirame, and she's mm. like, a, well, she's a goddess I know over in New Zealand, and even with Australian rugby league, she's um, she's the go. She's yeah, such a goddess. Yeah. Um, she came back from a baby, and I know that she had her son quite young, um, but the it's becoming more uncommon. I know you rattled off a few of the the sevens ladies who also came back from babies and. Um, there's a few in rugby league, but um, it's certainly a struggle. It's like it doesn't seem easy. Uh, so I just hope that if you do decide and whatever you do decide that you'll have the support. And it seems like there are women who've gone before you who um, have helped make it easier for you. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, there's definitely like inspiration in that side, but it's all just the little what ifs that always pop up all the time you know like oh what if you leave and then like a superstar comes in and you can't get your spot back you know <laughs> or, you know what what if you have baby and then you're like not as fast or yes just suffer like that so like I'm always I, I decide and then there's these little like you know little voices that pop in so I'm gonna have to get back med- meditating again and <laughs> and yeah. sort my brain out so it all stops popping <laughs> in again it is because yeah. you you know what it's the not knowing part you don't know how your body is going to recover from having a baby and you won't know until mm-hmm. you do try. Um, but I I do think that whatever you choose, you'll be fantastic. And I love that you meditate because you're very in touch with what your values are now and you've been doing that. You you visualise that you were going to get a gold medal and girl, you came home with a gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good it's so funny because like all this holistic stuff when I looked back at it like years ago I was like they're so crazy like you know tree huggers and all that sort of stuff and (laughs) I'm like how how did I not do this sooner like 
as well. Yeah, it's crazy. What's your tip then for our listeners? If they don't meditate and they're a little bit hesitant to try it, what what's the best advice you could give somebody listening? There is so many different ways to meditate. Like pray like if you pray, that to me that's a form of meditation. If you are um, you know, visualizing things and putting a feeling with it, like that to me is meditation. If you're dancing, twerking and you feel alive, like you know, that's meditation. Oh, cool. So just, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like whatever you're doing to make yourself um feel better, like to me that's a form of meditation if it's running or whatever. So yeah. I just think don't be don't be too serious with all that sort of stuff. Yeah, great. I feel like you're not because you're fun. And Sheree, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> I appreciate your time. It's been unreal. Thank you so much for having me. Team, if you enjoyed that one, like and subscribe for me. And don't forget, we're here for a real time, not a long time.